You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. And uh, if you're drunk, you have uh, impaired affected cognition, senses, and uncoordinated moving, change of mood, like you're in high spirits, now getting low to melancholy, something like this. And uh, you have prolonged time of reaction uh, from nausea to vomiting is everything possible. And a following of loss of memory, breathlessness, and dyspnea. And it's getting lethal if you have four to five percent of alcohol and the death occurs by respiratory paralysis and area and your circulation uh, will not work anymore. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound Talent Media, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I most certainly hope you've been having a wonderful week, but guess what, people? It's Friday. That's right, people. We made it through another week, and it's finally the weekend. All month of February is, of course, Vox and Hops' Sober February, where I have conducted interviews in order to promote a a healthy, balanced relationship with alcohol, and it is something that I believe is truly important, something that we should all think about, something that we should all reevaluate. And now that we are just about halfway through February, I got to tell you that I'm feeling great and I'm really enjoying this. So balance is the key, and that is something that I want you to all think about, please. Before we jump into today's episode, I just want to cordially invite you to the party. That's right, I just launched the Vox and Hops newsletter. Sign up to my newsletter, which you can do on my website, voxandhops.com. That is V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week containing everything that has happened during the past week of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, including all details concerning any episodes which have dropped that week, if I have been a guest on someone else's podcast, as well as the link for the upcoming Thirsty Thursday virtual hang, and of course, the link to the Brutal Awakenings playlist, which is curated by my man, Jerry Monk, the metal architect himself. He digs through all of the music releases every Friday so that he can pick the hottest, the freshest, the coolest, the most extreme releases, and he puts them all into the Brutal Awakenings playlist for our listening pleasure. I love what Jerry is doing. I love his selection style. He just he just finds the best stuff out there. So so if you're looking for the coolest new stuff to listen to, the Brutal Awakenings playlist is the playlist for you. And you get the link to that directly in your inbox every week if you sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast newsletter. I'd also just like to ask you to take the time to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. But more than that, I'm asking you to rate it and write a review because when you write a review or you rate it, it really, really helps the podcast get some visibility on the podcast platforms. So if you want to help the podcast grow, you would like to help more people just like yourself discover the podcast, write a review, and I would be extremely grateful of that. Now, on today's Vox and Hops episode, I am with Christian Deegan. Now, Christian Deegan is the session bassist of Ahab, the amazing doom metal band. But more than that, Christian has a master's and a PhD in nutritional science, and he's about to tell us exactly what happens when we ingest alcohol. So, so this is a heavy episode, but it's extremely informative, and Christian is awesome. So get ready, people. This is Vox and Hops episode number 230. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today, I am with Christian Deegan, who is a session bassist for the excellent band Ahab. You have a, a degree in nutritional science. You have a master's in that. You've moved on to do a PhD in that. And uh, I put a call out on Facebook asking if I knew had any friends out there that, that knew anyone that can help me talk about the effects of alcohol. And a Vox and Hops alumni came to my rescue within like an hour that I put this post out. Uh, the great uh, Chris Hector of Ahab 
told me that he knew you and you were perfect and he put us in touch. So here we are. This is Vox and Hops's sober February. And uh, I've been wanting to do this for a very, very long time. Just just dig into the, the what are the effects of alcohol? What happens when we drink too much alcohol? What happens when we drink alcohol? And uh, you seem to be the perfect person to answer all of these questions. So let's just start by me saying, how are you doing? How have you been? How have you been coping with this glorious year that we just went through 2020? Uh, hi, Matt. Thank you for the invitation. And uh, I'm glad that I can do this. Uh, I had a um, quite special year, like um, probably everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we had a lot of time spending at our homes thinking about something, what is really important, what is not important. At least uh, health is important. And the health of my friends is important to to have a job. It's really nice as well to stay at home. It's not that kind of easy. But as uh, Chris mentioned uh, a couple of months earlier in during this session, uh, it's not that hard sometimes in Germany. We were allowed to go out. Now it's getting harder and uh, a lot of people are dying. And mm. at least uh, what everything everybody is thinking about is hope. And a restart in 2021, or at least, let's say, 2020X, whatever. <laughs> but everybody is looking forward to this. And uh, what I have been missing is just kind of this luxury problem to rehearsals were not possible. You cannot go to concerts, not possible. You can not play any concerts, not possible. But, uh, yeah, at least uh, what's the best in 2020 was meeting friends for special occasions and a couple of days during the year, especially to the, during the summer. This was very nice and uh, I will keep this in mind. But 2020 was a rush, just like a, like moving fast on the autobahn, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It, it is a special thing uh, that, we, that we're missing, getting getting out onto stage and playing, going to see shows, just, just going to your friend's house and having a chat, uh, seeing our parents. It's all stuff that I miss dearly. So a lot of people are staying home by themselves or with loved ones, and they are overindulging in alcohol a little bit too much. I know for myself when it started, I definitely dove in deep at the beginning because uh, it was easy to. So so I would like you to, to introduce like yourself, uh, your credentials. Uh, why are you an expert in this field and why should people um, believe what you're about to tell them throughout the next uh, course of this interview? Um, actually, I just, just can say that uh, what keeps you to an expert it's just like okay if you study something like nutritional sciences you also get to know the mechanism of physiology and also you can uh, you get an um, view on into metabolism you get also views into toxicology into elimination and you also get uh, the crossing and missing links and you are also um, able to to read scientific papers, to make your own, uh, you can choose what opinion you want to say is not even true or false, but you can say, okay, there might be this issue, might be that, but uh, I will not follow the, the links on, let's say, Wikipedia or Facebook or something <laughs> like that. I choose the official uh, links and, uh, yeah, well-known scientific papers. And also, I got books at home, something like this, and I, I just prepared the whole day for this topic, and so I just uh, figured out on the on the schedule we we discussed we discussed before what what is possible to say and what is not possible to say. <laughs> and first of all, I, I just have to say, alcohol is uh, not the best friend of the human body. So that's it. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh, Vox and Hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends and talking about their lives, talking about some music and talking about craft beer. So so what beer do you have on your side that we're going to virtually share today? Um, yeah, I got one alcoholic draft beer. It's from Hamburg. It's um, a nice calling one called Okie Dokie. <laughs> I love it. And it's at least uh, uh, just like a broad beer, uh, not very hopped. And uh, yeah, just 
less sugar, just like five point grams of sugar. And uh, looking forward to this, it's the only craft beer I was able to buy in a local store. And there is another one. Um, I bought, bought it uh, on, during summer when we were in the Netherlands. It's a company called Brand. Maybe you, you all, of them, all of them know maybe the Brandy. And so it is just Brand, a small one. It's an alcohol-free Uncle free APA, and uh, I don't know, my Dutch is not that bad, but uh, <laughs> this is very, very strong hopped alcohol-free beer, and this one is very, very good. Excellent. So, so crack one of those open while I introduce mine. Uh, I'm drinking something very special, something brand new from here in Montreal. This is uh, La Bête Lumineuse. This is their Phantomas, and it is not a beer. It is a kombucha, but it's a microbrewery kombucha, and it's very cool because uh, Le Saint-Boc Brasserie Artisanale, which is a place uh, right downtown on St. Denis Street, and if anyone has been listening to my podcast early on, you know that I've done countless, countless interviews there before the pandemic because it is so close to so many venues downtown Montreal that I normally just meet up with my friends at the venue, and I take them for a short walk to Le Saint-Boc because of all the strict liquor laws that have been happening here in Quebec, uh, they could not sell their beer anymore, so they reinvented themselves, and they started making non-alcoholic beer, and their head brewer, Philippe Tremblay, started this company, Bite Lumineuse, and started making kombucha. So this is a very cool one that is made with strawberry, rhubarb, hascap berries, and pineapple. I've never had it. I'm excited to have it. I'm going to crack it open and see what this has got. Um, on that, while I'm doing that, uh, what? let me know about, do you remember your very first beer, Christian? Do you remember the first beer you ever drank yes i did and uh i think it was i was 14 and uh, it was a um it was a very strong hot beer just uh just long before it, it was getting popular it's called jefer it's named of a german town it's a small town in the north of germany and it was at least not this uh, full-bodied, full-alcohol beer. It was just called this Jever Light, like this Miller Light I, I saw in the States, something like this. So, uh, so just 2.5% of alcohol. And after that, my dad gave me uh, a Jever Fun. And uh, I, I didn't know what Fun mean at least, but it was just alcohol-free. So this was oh, my second one. That's so <laughs> fitting. I love it. <laughs> This pours out absolutely gorgeous. Look at the color on this. It smells amazing. Cheers. 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 And this is, of course, is alcohol-free, too. Ooh, you can smell it. It smells like a strawberry rhubarb pie. Oh, it's amazing. It's not too sweet. A lot of kombuchas. Way too sweet. This is great. Great, great, great. La Bête Lumineuse. If you can get it, people, please get it. Do you um, partake in craft beer? Is that something that interests you? That, that um, Are you an avid craft beer enthusiast? I really, I really uh, was digging into this craft beer stuff when it became popular, and also the the people stepped out of the normal way to just drink beer. So they got the new other ways for um, doing beer, and especially in Germany, it's quite hard because you know you by tradition you're just you are just allowed to to use uh, malt, uh, hop yeast and um, water <laughs> water that's it and so they came up with, with new hops and so the, the market started to getting bigger and bigger and so the people uh, started getting interested and uh, they tried out something and I think also the advertisement was getting better a bit and so people stepped more from this consuming too much here on the point to, okay, just try one, maybe, on the evening, because uh, one is uh, also that kind of expensive, like five of my cheap beers. <laughs> and maybe that's also a good point of view, to, to take the point more on the taste than on the, on the volume of or the amount of beers. So this, this is also a good point of craft beer stuff. Yes, yes, in a perfect world, yes. <laughs> but not everyone follows those rules, which is why I'm very, very, very interested in the effects of alcohol on the human body. So, so let's start this off. Um, 
first off, I want to know exactly like someone is sober. They haven't had a drink in, let's say, a week, two weeks, three weeks. What is the exact first thing that happens when you start to drink? That first time that the, the alcohol gets in- introduced to the human body, what is going on? There? Maybe maybe just not many people know how does it work, uh, at least. What is the point? It works uh, passive diffusion. There are no transporters in our body that will carry alcohol from A to B. It's passive diffusion. So... And uh, alcohol is soluble in water and lipids as well. And if you drink, the first thing, it will be absorbed in your mouth, like 10%. Really? Okay. Something else, yeah. That's also the reason why when the police uh, is catching you, you need to take this. Breathalyzer. Oh. By breath. Okay. Uh, Because uh, you have already alcohol in your mouth. Hmm. And if you... If you uh, get the alcohol in other ways in your body, they will not find something. <laughs> At least I briefed. <laughs> okay. Um, next, the next thing is uh, stomach. The stomach is also absorption possible up to 20%. And uh, it depends if you have a, if you if you had a meal or something, or if you have fatty meal or more proteins, then it will take longer that uh, the alcohol will pass into the upper uh, small intestine where the mainly absorption will happen and nearly 75%. And uh, it depends on how many you will you eat on how many and fast you are drinking. And uh, the maximal blood concentration of the alcohol that depends on your intake will appear into blood in your blood after one to two hours. And, uh, yeah, if you want to go faster, you, you you need to warm up your alcohol, add some sugar, drink faster, add carbon, carbonate to it, or even you need to have an empty stomach. <laughs> But uh, if you want to have it slower and even smooth, then uh, if you already have a high alcohol, alcohol concentration in your stomach, that's okay. But if you combine it with protein fat, And also a full stomach, it will take longer. Hmm, okay. To, Which makes sense. To, yeah, of course. And at least it depends also on your personal constitution. And uh, so if you drink the day before, the day before, the day before, the day before, so I don't need to tell you it's getting worse. <laughs> But uh, actually, it depends also on your frequency, how many you're drinking every day. And uh, of course, uh, alcohol will to alcohol needs space into your body because if you just weigh like 70 kilograms like me, you need less alcohol to get and to uh, yeah to get drunk than compared to somebody who is double weighted. He needs more, but uh, the liver is kind of nearly nearly the same same amount of weight, so it's not that big difference. And of course, there's a difference in gender, male and female. This this will happen if you if we drink. And uh, elimination of alcohol is two by ten percent of excretion due by kidney, lungs, skin, sweat, saliva, gastric juice, bile juice, and uh, also very important by milk. It's also possible to eliminate alcohol by milk. So this is a good hint for women. Yes, who are breastfeeding. Yeah, so you will feed your baby also with alcohol. And uh, the oxidation mainly occurs occurs within the liver, nearly 80 to 85%. And uh, do do you know what drunk means by... by, It means 1.5 gram per liter of blood or even this 1.5... Really? No, see, I didn't know that. This is just like, okay, you're drunk by definition. Okay. So, and uh, if you are drunk, you have a impaired infected cognition, senses, and uncoordinated moving, change of mood, and uh, change of mood like you're in high spirits, now getting low to melancholy, something like Up this. Up and down, yeah. And... Uh, You have prolonged time of reaction uh, from nausea to vomiting is everything possible and a following of loss of memory, breathlessness and dyspnea and it's getting lethal if you have 
four to five percent of alcohol, and the death occurs by respiratory paralysis, and maybe and your circulation uh, will not work anymore. Wow. And um, yeah, the elimination of alcohol depends also on gender, and uh, it occurs to to have uh, to have um, sixty to 200 milligrams per kilogram per kilogram per hour. So if you are healthy, it's uh, just like, okay, you will, uh, you will eliminate 100 milligram per kilogram per kilogram per hour. And uh, I just did a small calculation that somebody can imagine what I'm talking about. So in Germany, uh, there's something that is called Herrengedeck. Uh, I think in, in the States it's called a beer and a chaser. Okay, beer and a chaser, which which is a, a, a pint of beer and a shot. Yeah, correct. And and if you have a, a 2CL shot with a, with a small beer, small beer is just like 250 milliliters, okay. and your weight is 70 kilograms, you will intake 23.5 grams of alcohol, and you will need uh, three and a half hours to degrade it. Wow. And uh, if you are sober, your blood concentration will be 0.5 per mil. Yeah, so this is something you can you, you can imagine. Okay, this Herringedeck, and I have a small, uh, small time scale of fun, but it takes me three and a half hours to get sober again. Insane, insane. But our body is amazing, and it still yeah, it still does course. it. <laughs> but we got to take care of it. And uh, mainly in the liver, the um, enzymes are responsible for it. And fun facts are just like if you're getting older, the effects are getting hmm. less. So the enzymes will not work that kind of good when you're getting older. But you can also induce uh, systems within the liver that are responsible to uh, also uh, degrade alcohol. So we have different points. And somebody, uh, maybe maybe they think about, okay, uh, can we induce the degradation of alcohol? Um, no, it's not possible with the, with the main way that I was um, telling you with the enzymes. Uh, just like it's linear, so it's 60 to 200 milligrams. That's it. But if you're a regular, if you're a regular uh, drinker and you drink very excessive, you can induce the other systems, and they will also degrade the alcohol faster. Very, very interesting. Let, let's uh, move into more negatives. We, this whole episode is not going to be negative. We're going to dance into some positive, but but there's a lot of stuff that I want to cover. So uh, let's talk about binge drinking. People that drink heavily for many, many days in a row. What what is considered binge drinking to start off with, and and what would be some of the 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 consequences of that? Um, binge drinking uh, was was something that that is called alcohol abuse, and uh, by definition, you you drink five units or more within a couple of less than two or three hours, something like this. And one unit will be uh, 0.12 liter of wine, or even just uh, 0.4 liter of beer, or just a shot of spirit. Wow. And now you can see, okay, five beers, <laughs> just binge thinking. They're not, they're, not, they're not coming to my parties. <laughs> no, it's just 1.8 liter of beer. Wow. So just in Germany, it's just like, four bigger ones, yeah, or yeah. even six of the small cans. Okay, um, but if you drink it really fast, you're getting, I think you 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 will uh, you will feel okay. Yes, absolutely. But at least uh, this is just the definition and binge drinking, uh, I, I just recognized it and you, you also did it when you visiting uh, parties or something like this or you visiting bars, people drink more and uh, what they don't know is uh, that binge drinking is very dangerous to the body. And at least if they say, okay, but I don't drink six days. It's just uh, this one time a week that I 
I want to make party and I want to feel something. Now I think this uh, acute uh, hit to your body will also hit your body harder. Hmm. And at least uh, it is discussed that alcohol will also damage your uh, proteins in the gut, the so-called tight junctions. And uh, if they are damaged, uh, some uh, ingredients or some parts of bacteria, of gram-negative bacteria, it's called endotoxin, will uh, translocate through from the inner gut to, let's say, the liver. And uh, this will lead to inflammation. Wow. Can lead to inflammation. And uh, this is not, um, you don't have to imagine this is, this is not that kind of explosion. Right, it's just like this smaller and smaller steps that happen again and again and again. This binge drinking happens from week to week. You hit your body from week to week to week, then you imagine from month to month, from year to year. And that's why they say, okay, if you do it even longer, you will uh, cut your lifetime, of course. Wow. By maybe, yeah, just uh, increasing risk factors. Hmm. And uh, so binge drinking was getting popular and it is popular right now, uh, especially it's very dangerous if you're young. It's also dangerous if you're, if you're old, but at least uh, we don't mind. And, um, but I think people will change their minds. And if you're, if you're getting older, you're getting more smart. Sometimes. <laughs> you would hope so. You would hope so, Christian. I, I, I hope so. <laughs> How about on the other side, uh, instead of binge drinking, we have low intake, but every day. The low intake um, every day is discussed more difficult. Um, maybe some of you have heard of the J-curve. I have not, but you mentioned it in our discussions, and I was very curious as to what that was. There's a discussion uh, under the way that uh, one standard drink per day, uh, what it means is 14 gram of ethanol per day, or let's say 100 gram of ethanol per week. And uh, 14 gram of ethanol is just like you can compare it to a small beer. Wow. Just just like this uh, 330 milliliters or in the States it's 12 hours and uh, or one shot is also possible per day. Wow. Per that's day. nothing. <laughs> so, and that's that's something really, really uh, funny to imagine if you if you're a metalhead and you mm-hmm. like to go out <laughs> to the concert and you like to yeah, you, you join your concert quite early, let's say five in the evening, and uh, the first band step on stage and they just uh, ask the audience, okay, it's J-Curve week, <laughs> until the end of our life. So now you have to choose to drink your beer right now or even later, but please, please, please be aware, just one, just fucking one per day, per week, until the end of your fucking life. What do you think will happen next to the first day? <laughs> it better be a good beer, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so there are many, many studies uh, that are investigating this issue and this topic. And the most of the studies are meta, meta-analyses. So they, they just uh, put into... Then they just take several studies and they look on this topic just by uh, epidemiological uh, statistical issues and calculations. So they are not really good um, investigations with people. And also maybe they just compare uh, low drinkers with uh, people who never drink or something, but maybe this the problem maybe they are unhealthy hmm. and they are unhealthy that they cannot drink and so if they are unhealthy and not able to drink something they are not the best uh, comparable so this is an bias and bias within the studies but uh, what is true and what is also everybody is uh, convinced that it's true 
if you're raising uh, your alcohol consumption, it's getting worse. So and this is the J curve. Uh, so you have a area under the curve that might be um, good for health, but mainly it's the area over the curve, uh, over over the uh, the axis that is uh, bad and cause mortality at all, or even uh, have an impact on uh, kind of pathological diseases. And this is so-called also the black swan event. Hmm. Um, maybe you heard of something else like just like smoking causes lung cancer. Yeah, correct. This is also a black swan. Okay. And what's also the problem with this uh, with this issue of to drink or not to drink is um, if you compare if you are just drinking. Okay, now we are just looking at on uh, on alcohol, but uh, 71% of the drinkers are smokers. And if you're a smoker, you have also more risk for health, bad health issues. And uh, this is just a combination within the within the investigation that cannot be made that good. And so, if you have too many combinations, it's it's quite hard to make a really good point. Hmm, absolutely. So, and that's why I would like to say, okay. If it's possible uh, to to drink very low, yes, then you should drink low all your lifetime, and this is not possible. So if you have to choose, okay, drink less, but uh, don't count on something stupid like the taker. <laughs> if you ever ever read about it, make your own mind. If you're feeling good, drink something, but if you're not feeling that good, drink less. And if you have something um, more than headaches or even you feel bad and you have a katzenjammer or hangover, yeah, try to avoid alcohol for a longer time and next time drink less. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> hey, what's up, Vox and Hobsheads? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right. I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer, and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. Are there any positive effects with alcohol? Because I've been hearing for years, I think it's been disproven recently, the red wine is good for the heart thing. Is there, are there any positive effects with alcohol on the human body? The ingredients in, in drinks are corrupt the biofunctionality of the so-called flavonoids you mentioned in red wine. And also there are... Um, Biofunctionalities within beers, uh, they're, they're from the hops. And if you if you say, okay, what about spirits? Um, no, there was not that much uh, biofunctionality because it's too much alcohol. But if you have uh, to choose, if you drink, uh, can also drink grape juice. <laughs> and you are also the flavonoids uh, within grape juice and also in tomato juice. There are a lot of uh, positive ingredients within this kind of juice. And uh, this might be interesting for this topic uh, we are talking today because alcohol-free beer got also this uh, positive, might, might positive ingredients of hops. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and that's why it was also uh, getting very popular. And maybe uh, you recognize the, the, the sports industry was uh, first. Okay, right now we, we, we also 
uh, do advertisement for for alcohol-free beer, and uh, our national team will drink beer. What they do? Yeah, of course, but they drink zero zero beer. Okay, alcohol-free beer. Oh, very cool. And uh, so it's getting popular and popular and popular to drink alcohol-free beer, and uh, it's also um, crossed with this, yeah, image of a fresh drink and it might be also half positive but at least uh, it's nothing else than a lemonade mm -hmm. and so there are less sugar within the beer and also yeah it tastes good but if you want to to have a functional food or something like this I will not count on alcohol <laughs> and uh, I would also not count on red wine or something like this and there's just if you if you're drinking low or drinking um, drinking smart okay most of the people also uh, try to uh, take a look on their food and uh, also on their behavior they try to cook something good they try to stay calm and this is also some kind of thing everybody might know from their French paradoxon. So they just eat cheese and baguette and drinking red wine and getting healthy. What? Okay, it must be the red wine, of course. So no, maybe it's uh, maybe it's um, the kind of how they live. So they just talk and they use their time when they sit together and they eat their food and just stay a bit calm and try to relax mm. so and if you relax and drink one glass of wine that's okay i think this is a good combination of balance in your life so if you try to get balance and um, if you have something that uh, tastes good and you try to count on taste and not on the rush this might be the point of uh, biofunctionality and Alcohol. What? Why do do people drink too much? I think uh, sometimes sometimes it's kind of uh, a social behavior. So um, if you meet your friends and you drink one beer, okay, let's drink another one. Uh, why not drink another one and something like this? And this was maybe the first step. And a uh, couple of days later, you will do it again. And uh, of course, this what's fun and you will do it again and again this is the social thing people uh, meet each other and they drink something if you if you have problems uh, on your own or problems in life okay you use also this uh, physiological effects of uh, getting drunk because you lose your memory if you drink a lot so you stop thinking and uh, you maybe if uh, maybe some some of uh, you might get to know it if you drink too much and you cannot remember what happened last, the last night blackouts blackouts and uh, not everybody wants to have a blackout of course no. but some of them don't want to think that much hmm. this might be also one point that you drink alone on your own and um, I think this these are the two main main um, topics why people think that much mm -hmm. and too much. And um, but uh, for this for this uh, I don't I'm not an expert in social investigations why and why not. But uh, these two points come first to my mind. Very interesting. Why do people end up getting fat? when drinking too much beer why do you see that that classic picture of the guy with no shirt with the huge gut the big beer gut where does that come from and why does it come from the beer or does it even come from the beer or is it just everything else going on yeah so um the first thing maybe we we just need to um talk about is um the degradation of beer it happens within the liver i said and uh, two, two enzymes are involved, the alcohol dehydrogenase and the aldehyde dehydrogenase. And uh, something um, at the end 
of the degradation of alcohol, uh, there's an intermediate called acetate. And this intermediate will get into the Krebs cycle where it will be uh, converted to energy. And uh, okay, this is quite good. But um, there's a cofactor for this degradation, and this is not the, the limiting this the limitating factor. And if you don't have this uh, cofactor in the liver, and you drink more and more and more, acetate will become uh, a problem. And the liver doesn't know what to do with acetate, and so the liver says, "Okay, now we'll build up fatty acids." Hmm. And uh, fatty acids are free from, not very good uh, to storage. So, okay, let's do triacylglycerides, like fat. And this fat will be uh, storaged within the liver. This is so-called fatty liver. This is possible. And this way it can be uh, also, uh, yeah, of course, going backward and forward. This is not a problem. And if you have a fatty liver, it's not the same that you are fat. Yes, of course. And that you are fat is the reason and uh, the follow because uh, you drink, you also eat. You drink and eat. Eat and drink, drink, <laughs> eat. And it's the combination of both. And uh, I think um, there's a, I think you can imagine if you drink a lot, you're also sitting on the couch and also snacking a lot. Mm -hmm. And this is uh, something that that uh, also have to keep in mind. Yeah, of course, alcohol is uh, also it is not zero calories, of course, and it's also calories. Alcohol is high in calories, and it, uh, the simple calculation is putting energy into your body means it's in your body first. It needs to get <laughs> out and. What you can get out first is water, and this is, yeah, energy-free, but the energy is uh, still in your body. And, of course, if you're drinking five till six till eight beers, of course, energy within your body. And what's the problem if you're drinking uh, alcohol is, of course, uh, the body needs the time and also the, the energy to, to eliminate your alcohol. And... This energy, the, your body needs to take, they don't have to concentrate on your other things. Just like, okay, there was, oh, what one, what one, what wanted to, we wanted to, to do a couple of hours ago? Ah, we wanted to build up muscles. No, 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 you, we can't skip that. <laughs> now we have to degrade alcohol. <laughs> Maybe uh, if, you, if, you, if you say, if you look in the playground like this, on a childish way, into your body, maybe you can imagine something like that. Absolutely, absolutely. Alcohol is toxic and it's a poison. It's nothing really good. And that's why the body tries to eliminate this as fast as possible. Very, very interesting. That's why maybe this is one reason why people are getting, um, or maybe they gain weight. Yeah. Mm. Of when you drink so much that you don't remember what happens, you blacked out. Are there long-term effects to blacking out while drinking? No, I'm not sure. If, uh, I think I think your memory, I think your memory will not be affected if you, if your if your uh, physiological condition is uh, um, still coming back after three days. I think something like this. You're you're quite new, so. Um, I just read that uh, if you're really red drunk and you have a hangover, it can be uh, take at least two, three days that you have effects. Maybe you don't uh, see them as an effect, but uh, the body needs at least three days to get really in good shape again. Wow. Because uh, um, if you if you have really a blackout, it was close to something even worse. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I, I think you can uh, can imagine how close it will be to from uh, to um, if you have a blackout to okay, it's really, really, really getting hard, hmm. and you have a respiratory problems, something like this. Like I mentioned before, uh, you're dying because you cannot breathe anymore. Jesus. 
and uh, also if you if you drink you feel less pain and you also feel feeling less cold I think a lot of people got to know all the facts and you, your coordination is not that good and a lot of people are dying because not of alcohol within the body because they die in what they are doing during the time they are drunk. That is correct. So they're falling down somewhere or they're just driving cars or they're just doing stupid things and just, just like this uh, negative effect, passive effect or something. You know? And this is uh, also, um, yeah, I think it's important to mention uh, two two ways to to uh, really be to really uh, have unhealthy conditions caused by alcohol consumption. Absolutely, this is not something that I asked you to prepare for, but it came to me as we were talking. Anyone who has gone drinking with me has had some beers with me. I pee a lot. So, so there's the whole thing of you don't want to break the seal. So you can drink a few beers and then you haven't gone pee yet, but then you go pee and then you go back and you continue drinking and then you have to pee very frequently because you've broken the seal. So, so what is the science behind that? Why do I pee so much when I drink? So alcohol blocks uh, a hormone called vasopressin uh, within the kidney. And this, this hormone is uh, responsible for retaining water in the body. Hmm. And alcohol blocks it. And so if you're drinking alcohol, you drink the amount of water you, you put into your body with the drink, as well as the water that you don't want to pee. But your body says, okay, go away. Be because uh, something is also... Uh, Possible the elimination uh, with the kidney is also possible, as I've mentioned before, but just small amount. That's correct. So it's just like two to ten percent. Uh, but the main effect is by blocking this hormone. And if you don't uh, put water into your body, yeah, of course you will have uh, the hangover. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting, which is perfect, perfect where I want to go next. What is a hangover? Now, I wrap up all of my interviews for just about a year now asking my guests what their hangover cures are. So I have a bunch of them in the bank that I would like to rattle off towards you to see why they work. But first off, let's cover on what exactly is a hangover. Hangover is um, the following uh, condition of your body close to at mainly the loss of water. Really? Okay. Because uh, you can also compare if you, if you uh, forget to drink. So you're busy at work, you're busy, you just work for three or four hours and your, 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 your bottle of water is standing next to you but you forget to drink yep. because you're too busy and you forget to drink for four or five hours, you get a headache. Mm -hmm. It's the same principle. You forget to drink. Okay. And if you're drinking, it's getting better and better and better. And what you can do for a hangover is also uh, during the party session, uh, of course you're drinking beer and you're drinking spirits, but don't forget to drink water. Maybe drink the same amount of water you drink same amount of drinks. Maybe, of course, you need to pee more than we <laughs> talked about before. <laughs> At least uh, you will do something good for your body. And what is also uh, a reason of uh, getting a hangover, alcohol induces a deficit of uh, calcium, magnesium, and zinc hmm. due to this uh, renal uh, excretion. And uh, this uh, ingredients are really important for uh, regular function of muscles and regular function of uh, circulation or something. And uh, if you want to uh, get in shape again, of course, you just can do it by food. Good food, uh, good breakfast. And some of them said, okay, uh, let's eat some fish or salty stuff. And at least uh, a passive effect of uh, salty food is 
you give you give the the hint to your body to drink more. Mm. So your body wants something salty. Of course, you you love salt, but uh, if you eat something salty, your body also wants more water. Interesting. So it's a passive effect also to drink more water. And so mainly, what's the important thing? I, I think I said it right now. Fifth time for something, drink water. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have a, a, a bad circulation, you can also drink a good coffee because the caffeine uh, within the coffee uh, will, uh, yeah, rise, will rise your circulation up. Excellent. So you, you've hit a few of them already of, of the, the, the answers that I've gotten from my guests right there. We have the fatty foods, which falls into the salty foods category. So that's why that works. Uh, people have uh, mentioned electrolytes. They like to drink Gatorade. Uh, in the States, a lot of people have mentioned drinking Pedialyte, which is a special drink uh, filled with electrolytes that parents give children who are very sick and can't hold anything down. Why, why would that work? Does that fall into the, the replenishing the salts and the hydration? Um, at least uh, I think I read also that sugar might be um, a useful ingredient, but um, now most important is to not to to stress you that much to give the body the regeneration that it needs and uh, at least what is also very important if you if you lose some kind of ingredients like zinc or something and your immune system is also affected by drinking too much alcohol it's very important to sleep much yes to sleep that much and uh Unfortunately, it's not uh, really uh, good to sleep uh, the night after the party because alcohol flattens the curve uh, during the sleeping. You're not sleeping very deeply That's and correct. not very, uh, very good. So maybe it's also very important to stay away the next evening from alcohol and go to bed early. And I think this is also I heard a couple of times uh, from people that party too hard. Now I need to get sleep, and I will sleep longer. Yeah, longer. <laughs> I've gotten that too. And and I, I just heard I feel better the next day after. So we're talking about forty-eight hours after party. Mm -hmm. They feel better, and if they skip one evening without drinking, yeah. So the body is really good in regeneration, and uh, we are able to regenerate all the time. And also, like I mentioned, it sounds kind of horror story or something. No, no, the liver can do many things and uh, can regenerate. But it's the endless point of if you're getting older, you're getting older, of course. And, yeah, you're not that young uh yeah, young person you with this young liver. Absolutely. Another one that I've gotten, this is a bit more of a weirder one, <laughs> from the drummer of Hinayana. <laughs> he likes to take a bath and listen to SMR sound on YouTube, which is just weird YouTube sounds. I'm not sure if you know what that is. Why, why would a bath help you feel better if you have a hangover? I think this would be a good issue to study. <laughs> if you if if uh, if we we can do a study on something like this and uh, just need to um, to find ten other guys <laughs> doing the same and uh, then we will do we will do a, a questionnaire or something and then we will we will ask uh, the people do you feeling bad or you or do you not feeling better I think the main issue will be my heart my skin uh, was affected because I fell asleep from the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but uh, um, um, if you if you take a bath, maybe it's a good point to feel comfortable and to get relaxed again, mm -hmm. and to maybe it's also something that kind of spiritual or something. You know what is good for you? You choose on your own, and if you're feeling good within a bath tube. Here you go. 
which which probably ties into the relocating i've gotten this a bunch of times you feel terrible in bed so you get up and where do you go you go to the couch and you turn on the tv and then you feel a little bit better just the relocating yeah i think uh the people know best what is good for them and then they will do mm-hmm. because uh, they had a good party last night of course but they want to go to the next party as well. <laughs> Another one I've gotten a lot of is uh, exercise. People like to sweat it out. Um, no. This is not possible. Because uh, you cannot induce the degradation of alcohol by physical exercise. Does it fall into maybe when you're exercising you want to drink more water? Yeah. Maybe, maybe you're drinking more and your, your circulation is getting more in shape and you're feeling better and you do something but if you're really drunk and you're doing exercise too much i think this could be a problem hmm. because uh, you need to to make sure that your circulation is stable and if it's not then you falling down <laughs> yeah I, I i just uh i was thinking about that okay uh, some some also said, okay, now I have to move. I have to move. Uh, and if, I, if I'm laying down, I'm, I'm getting dizzy. And uh, maybe the next step uh, after dizziness, I start uh, getting the nausea and vomiting. And if I move, it's getting better and getting better. And of course, uh, something that happened might be they concentrate on their body. And, uh, yeah. and of course, if they walk, yeah, they also uh, get their circulation in shape. Hmm. And so the body is still working and still working, but it takes the time that it will take to degrade the alcohol. Interesting. And yeah. it will not getting faster if you do excessive sport, but it might be better for you and the day after if you concentrate on your body and if you feel like sleeping, then just go sleeping and try to drink some water before you go sleeping <laughs> something like that uh, christian i love it i love it okay now how about the classic very dangerous hangover cure of the hair of the dog how to deal with hair of the dog oh let's say yeah why not starting again with with the with kind of drink um so the first uh, opinion is okay you start to to see onto things like it's a placebo it's uh, you're feeling blue feeling great uh, it's kind of self-fulfilled prophecy there's no good determination of a biomarker who measures um, the way of life if you enjoy it if it's part of vacation holidays and um, you're feeling good yeah why not just do it but please uh, don't do it daily <laughs> The second thing is, um, I mentioned it before, it's quite good to start with a regeneration of your body and your body actually started to regenerate and to uh, the rest was good for the body, but you need water and at least you don't need alcohol. You need also kind of food and uh, maybe a rest. So from the physiological point of view, it's a betrayal to your body and you not start drinking again even not with the last kind of thing you had. And the third point is, uh, medical point of view, yeah, there is kind of, uh, that is really important how to deal with the hair of the dog. So imagine you, you had a punch uh, uh, or even a dirty drink full of methanol. Methanol is really, really strong poisoning, really dangerous, 50 grams, of methanol you're getting blind 100 grams you're dead and methanol is uh, metabolized by the same enzymes also used for the degeneration process of alcohol and uh, formaldehyde is produced and what doctors do they keep the concentration of ethanol in the blood constant by 1.0 per mil and it will take a couple of hours, maybe day one, whatever. And uh, the ethanol is deconstructed by the enzymes and the methanol uh, 
leaves the body by breathing. And so it's just this kind of medical combination, but uh, this is kind of hair of the dog that should be uh, controlled by professionals and medicine. The weirdest one I have ever, ever gotten, and we're going to wrap the, up with this one. Um, someone, he heard from someone that you should eat uh, activated charcoal tablets the night before you go out drinking, and then you will not have a hangover. Is that something that would make any sense to you? Um, okay. Um, if, we, if we just get to, to one ingredient in alcohol that will also induce a hangover. This is, uh, these are the so-called fusel oils. These are uh, higher complex um, ethanol products like 2-propanols or uh, isopropanol, something like this. This occurs uh, in, in beer and in wine, but also in spirits mm -hmm. like whiskey and brandy, but less in uh, this like vodka. And they are free of this fusel oils. Okay, if you if you run your alcohol over this charcoal and uh, you eliminate this fusel oils, hmm. then you will get a less hangover caused by fusel oil. But but I think this is just uh, experiment within the lab. You just. <laughs> Don't, please do not do this within your body to eat cockle because um, it will just also have a reaction on other, on, on other physiological, very important ingredients in your body. Excellent. Because, uh, because it's catalytic reaction within the body and um, cockle, you can use it but before consumption of something. Hmm. And it's just an experiment. Please, please, please don't do it at <laughs> home, guys. <laughs> Christian, Tristan, thank you so, so much for, for answering all my questions, for doing all the research and preparing this for me. Uh, you're amazing. I, I am super, super excited that we got to do this. I really, really appreciate it very, very much. I hope that uh, everyone enjoyed this information. Uh, I hope that you think about it. And uh, I, I'm stoked we got to do this. Thanks, Christian. Cheers. Cheers. So thank you for the invitation. And uh, just wanted to make the last words for me. Um, knowledge is something that's very important, of course. And to be smart on something is also very cool. But uh, if you try to drink, please drink less. And maybe drink even more with your friends and don't drink alone at home. Maybe if you choose just one side, okay, take the party time, but please uh, remind of good party times and you want to get to the next party and to the next and to the next and to the next. Maybe if you're old, yeah, of course, you don't want to go to your last party. No. <laughs> Cheers, thank you so much. Thank you also very much and have a good one. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You, you made it through all the way of all the negative things that happen when we enjoy alcohol. Now, with all of that being said, of course, drinking alcohol is super fun. But as Christian has been mentioning, in excess is extremely dangerous. So, so thank you to Christian for taking the time to... to <laughs> very, very thoughtfully and thoroughly explain what happens when alcohol enters our body and what happens when we enjoy a little bit too much of it. So with all of that being said, let us just reevaluate how much alcohol we are putting into our bodies so that we can enjoy living on this beautiful planet for that much longer. I know that after this conversation, it really changed my mental approach to alcohol, and I sincerely hope that it also had an effect on you. We can enjoy alcohol. I love it. Vox and Hops is all about enjoying life, metal, and craft beer, but we should reevaluate how much beer we have so that we can enjoy more of the life in the long run. If you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, you should subscribe to it on the podcast platform of your choice if you haven't already. But more than that, 
I'm asking you to take the time to rate it and write a review, because when you do that, more people, just like yourself, will be able to discover the Vox and Hops podcast. If you're looking to connect with other Vox and Hops heads, other people who enjoy life, metal, and craft beer, well, I have the perfect place for you. I have just launched the Vox and Hops metal community on Discord, and I have placed the invite for that server in the description of this podcast, and I strongly encourage you to join it because it's super fun. There's a bunch of really cool channels that I've set up, such as craft beer, metal, life, There's a whole meme section. You can't have a metal and craft beer server without the meme section. There's a movies channel. There's a podcast channel. I've been posting my prep work that I do before interviews. I've just been posting pictures of the sheets that I do after interviews so that you guys can glimpse into my mind and how it works before I conduct an interview. The invitation link for the Vox and Hops Metal community on Discord is in the description of this podcast. And you should join because uh, I want to hang out with you. Another way to stay in touch and to stay on top of everything that's going on in the world of Vox and Hops is by joining the party. That's right. Join the Vox and Hops newsletter. You can do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And I shall be sending you one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened during the past week in the Vox and Hops metal podcast world, consisting all details of every episode I've dropped that week. If I've been a guest on someone else's podcast, there's the links to the brutal awakenings playlists there's the links to any live interviews at thirsty thursday hangs that's going to be there do it sign up join the party it's going to be a blast the vox and hops metal podcast is brought to you by sound talent media i hope you guys have a glorious glorious weekend i know that i'm going to and i hope that you do too i will be back next week with three episodes once again but until then remember to enjoy life metal and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hopsheads. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com and I'll see you there.